tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! What's up, after buzzers? Week two, Monday Night Football. Woo! We're here. Yeah, we are. I am your host, Christina Kaplan. <laughs> I'm joined by my lovely cast. Thaddeus Massey's here. Hey, guys. I'm Steph Z. And yes, like I said, week two, we had the Colts versus the Eagles tonight. And uh, can we just make a mention of who was correct on the game-winning predictions last week? Okay, so let's start off with scores. Okay, so... Thank you. Thank Christina you. Kaplan's, Christina Kaplan's were all one for one because me and Steph had actually predicted the first game right, and you got this week right. Yes. So we're all our records are one and one. Right. Yes. And I'm sorry for you know the fans out there last week that felt slighted. I got stuck in my phone last week on camera reading all these sucked into Aww. all these stats, but I will pay attention and I will not neglect you in the future. <laughs> Aww, what a good egg. I'm sure everyone really appreciates that. Yeah. <laughs> So this week, this week was a nail-biter, and I really didn't expect this to happen the way it did. It was well, yeah. Me neither. Back-to-back. Clearly. Come, yes, back-to-back come, come from behind wins for the Eagles. Last week, they defeated the Jags after not scoring any touchdowns in the first half. Right. Same thing this, this week against the Colts. They ended up winning 30-27 to yeah. by one field goal. And this is the first time in NFL history, I think, that a team has come from behind to be to go two and zero. Yep. Uh, coming from a fourteen plus yep. point deficit, and I don't know how many years, or maybe ever, or something like that. Yeah, no, it was. I can, I'm not sure if it was ever, but I know it's if it's a, if it had happened before, it was a long time ago. Like right. it's a pretty major comeback for right. them. Right. And I think it's only like the the second time they said or. That the Eagles were two and zero in like fifteen years or something like that. Yeah, Is that what it was the second time. Something like that. It's a very good start for them. Yeah, which is shocking. Why is that shocking? Because you don't expect it. You know, it's funny just watching this team. I was able to really analyze their gameplay, and the defense is. It's not bad. It's not great. It's above average. They have a decent defense, but their offense was lacking except for the two guys in the backfield are probably the best tandem running back team yep. in the NFL. You got uh Darren Sproles and LaShawn McCoy. McCoy. And these two guys are so dynamic. They're 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 playmakers and you have a change of pace with these guys because they're they can both break the game wide open but they have totally different styles. So mm-hmm. they're really able to, you know, to break a defense down if they get just a little bit of open space right. and get them a seam. Well, see, for me, what I was going to say was that I was shocked because there's something about Foles that, Foles, whatever, that he doesn't seem to me to have the presence of a leader. 
He's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. But, like, he looks a little, like, when he runs for it, he he looks a little he's not unsure. Short. Yes. Yeah. He's unsure. So, for me, last week when we were thinking about it, it's like you got Andrew Luck, who is a playmaker. I feel like Andrew Luck is one of the quarterbacks. We've talked about this. We've talked about the different generations of quarterbacks. The quarterbacks that run more, use their feet more, like the Kaepernicks, the Wilsons, and then the quarterbacks like the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's that are more ahead. And I feel like Andrew Luck is one of those quarterbacks that really harnesses both. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just thought that he was... You know, when you just think about it like that, it was just like, okay, the Colts are going to win. And you know, I, I was a little bit shocked, and it wasn't like, I don't know, it was kind of, and I'm not just saying this just because I picked the Colts, but it was kind of like an end of the game, like, ooh, they won. It wasn't like they dominated and beat the Colts. Right. The Colts were playing bad football. Well, I think the problem with Andrew Luck is he is a very, very good quarterback, but he is still young, so the minute that he starts making mistakes, he kind of tenses up a little bit and gets a little bit uh, hesitant with his throws. And you kind of saw that in in the game yeah. tonight. He threw that interception uh, late. Was it in the third quarter? I think it was late in the third quarter, um, which really wasn't his fault per se because there was a block that could have been a penalty um, on T. Y. Hilton yeah. that resulted in the interception. But he had a couple of questionable throws. Oh, you mean you mean it wasn't a block? It was a hold. Yeah, it, like, it, it was yeah. supposed, to, it was supposed yeah. to be a penalty. They didn't call yeah, it. He was getting yeah. held, and, and it, he it, turned, it turned to be a pick. And it was like, what? You guys aren't going to call that? But yeah, those things happen. It's just part of the game, I guess. It was, yeah. it was, it was a, a miss. It was a miss on the refs' part. They missed that. Right. The refs had a couple misses, but I get what you're saying about Andrew Luck because you know we we see that. Well, I don't know. Like he normally does bounce back, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he definitely had pass after like he just had an off night I think like pass after pass was like on the ground too high he didn't hit his target like there was a few that you know when you hit the receiver's hands they, it's kind of their responsibility to catch it but for the most part the incomplete passes were due to him right so let's talk a little bit about the two offenses led by Foles and Luck the Colts were 29th in rushing last season and third in passing the uh, Eagles were eighth, I believe, either seventh or eighth in rushing last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, we all know that the Eagles have a very strong run game, and the Colts used to be, or at least last season, their pass game was the strong. Right. And right. we saw kind of a flip flop tonight, right. Right. where the Colts used the Mod Bradshaw a lot, a lot in the yeah. run game. Yeah. And the uh, Eagles were trying to pass the ball a little bit more. And I think maybe that switch of offense, I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, what kind of resulted in the missteps for these two quarterbacks. Thaddeus, what do you think? I I think that, I, and just, just piggybacking on what Steph said earlier, I mean, Foles didn't really, especially the first half, didn't really perform um, at all. Um, and then the running game is actually they went back to their bread and butter. Right. The second half, and that's actually what put them over the top. McCoy, Sproles. Yeah. No, Sproles is unbelievably fast. Yeah. And, They're both fast. Right. They're but, both really fast. Yeah, but 
Yeah. And they both... like a lot shorter, so you see his legs. Are like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, you gotta make more steps. Right, so I think maybe it's like an optical illusion that he looks like he's faster just because he's no, so he's small. Fast. No, he's fast. He is really no, fast. Yeah, no, yeah. And he's Boy, strong. He run. He's really strong, and you gotta get, you know, really low on a guy that's that strong and that fast because you're just dealing with the momentum and physics. You really have to put up... You have to hit that guy right. Like, right. you saw that one touchdown that he scored... He looks like he got broke in two. But, the, you know, one of the key fundamentals in football is to always keep your legs moving. Keep your legs moving. As soon as you're, you stop moving your legs, obviously you're going to go down. You're tackled. Right. You keep your legs moving, keep your legs moving. If your legs are strong enough and you get hit and you keep your legs moving, what you're generally going to do is you're going to bounce or your legs are going to you're going to stay up. There's going to be some kind of stalemate. And that's what he was able to do. And then just kind of push himself into the end zone. I mean, right. th- those hits weren't. There weren't soft hits. He got smacked a little bit, but his legs are moving so much that they, it wasn't enough force to really bring him down. Right. And then he was just able to get that nice little surge and just, you know, get in the end zone. Well, speaking of Sproles and McCoy, and we also saw this with Bradshaw, too, is it's the running back position is kind of evolving. And in order to be a more valuable and uh, better used running back in the offense. Mm-hmm. I feel like now with the more pass-centric um, offenses that we're running into in the NFL, that these running backs need to be like what we saw tonight, where they can run the ball, but they can also catch the ball. Because Bradshaw had two reception, uh, two receiving touchdowns tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three in his entire career, and two came in the game tonight. Right. So He was getting kind of shut down tonight, too. Like he had a, a couple of a couple of he had runs. some good runs he had he had a, a couple of good runs but overall I mean what was his average do we have his average of what he rushed for like uh, his his uh, Bradshaw was his thir- rushing average? thirteen rushes for seventy yards and five receptions for twenty six yards with two touchdowns okay well that's not bad actually on, his, on yeah, for, no, for rushing was... that's that's actually pretty good right but it just there were times I think when the defense was actually I think it was probably momentum. Um, it's you know timing. So if you have like a momentum surge and then the defense comes and shuts you down during that momentum surge, then sometimes those runs, if they don't end up resulting in a final end result, like what happened with McCoy and Sproles, there's no points comes out of it. Then it's kind of like, well, they're kind of nullified. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well, you have some good runs, and then there's a series where you have to end up punting the ball. Right. So. Your run game is kind of established, but not really. So let's let's pop past the ball a little bit. I feel like back to your point, Christina, is that, yes, I do think we are seeing more and more versatility with these guys. You know what I mean? And and first off, Bradshaw, you know, being an ex-giant, and of course, you know me, I like my New York teams. But, I mean, first of all, for his injury last year, coming back, running the way he's run, like, he's awesome. He's back. You know, and that's it's really good to see any player come back, you know, from an injury and and be like out there doing his job and doing it right. But I do I do feel like there is definitely an element of versatility, whether it be some of these guys being on special teams to over here. Like people wear multiple hats more and more now. Right. Um, you know, as these games go on, as the league goes on, and it's it's like if you can't be a double threat or a triple threat. You know, you're going to get less plays. You're going to get less playing time. So it is, I definitely agree with you that that is, it's apparent that that's more and more, you know, what's happening. It happens on both sides, right. you know? And, I mean, 
and that's how Darren Sproles made a name for himself in right. this league was with the Chargers being able to catch the ball, run mm-hmm. the ball, and a you know dynamic punt and kick returner as well. Mm-hmm. And you see how well he fits into this Chip Kelly offense, yeah. which is constantly changing the line one minute they have you know two tight ends two wide receivers and a back the next minute they have no running backs on on the field you know what I mean he's just constantly changing up trying to uh you know keep the defense on their toes and so if you add into that the versatility of these running backs I feel like tell me if you agree or not that this Eagles offense becomes that much more Dangerous. It definitely comes yeah. more dynamic. It kind of reminds me of uh, the greatest show on turf back in the day with the Rams yep. when they were able to use Marshall Falk in different sets. Like, you don't know this guy can go out and catch a ball like a receiver. He has hands like a receiver. Or you can dump him in the backfield and hand the ball off. So they do have that dynamic to their offense, and it's uh, just great to watch them actually execute it. it the the come-behinds are really like a, you know, I guess if you're a Philly, a Philly fan, then Obviously, you're 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 biting your nails for that they entire love game. It. You have to love it. I yeah. mean, it just makes it that much more fun to watch. I mean, that's what you know sports is all about. You don't want to watch a game that's like, obviously, this team is going right. to lose. Okay, or this team is going to win. It's not fun to watch anymore. Um, so Philly, Philly is impressive. They're they're impressive. I want to see Foles like step his game up a little bit though. I agree. And, and a couple of the other receivers were dropping passes. I can't remember. I saw some guys drop some balls though. Yeah. They were like yeah. that. You know, Foles dropped some dimes a few times and and you know hit the guys in the numbers and they were dropping balls. So my next question is, how long do you think this Eagles offense can last? You know, do with this scoring no touchdowns in the first half. I mean, what do they need to do? I don't think that. They can be continue to be successful and continue with these come behind wins if they continue to struggle in the first half. I mean, what do you think that they need to do in order to fix their slow start? Start Mark Sanchez. Really? You think oh that's the key? Oh my God! No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. I'm just joking. No, I I'm don't. just joking, guys. No, but it is. I feel like it is. I was what I was going to say is it has something to do with falls, and I get yeah. that the plays are called, but like his presence, like you don't see him emote, and and not and I get that you know some of the best of the best you got Peyton Manning, you got people that are always poker no, but face. it's a body language, but it's, it's a, a body it's, language, it's a body language, as and well. even when he has to run, it's like he's not that he's scared, but he's hesitant, like he's hesitant, like I feel like there's a hesitation, and that's why it lasts so long, and then there's a trust that he's like, okay, if I give do this, my guys are actually going to do good, right, and um. You know, something else with Foles that I got to bring up, and I don't know, whatever. But, like, it kills me when a quarterback cannot slide. Yeah. He, yeah, he was, kills flop, me. he was flopping around like a bit head first, yes. Like, that's number one how people get hurt. Number two, it's just, like, again, a confidence thing. It's like you get in there, you get it, you pop up, you're good. You know right, what I mean? Right, um, And I think it's funny because, as you mentioned, Mark Sanchez, he had a problem sliding when he was with the New York Jets, and mm-hmm. they actually had him practice with the Yankees to learn how to slide. Really? Yeah. So I'm one like clearly, you know, the the you have the Philadelphia, what's their team, baseball team. They can go practice. Oh, with the somebody. Phillies. Yeah, oh, the Phillies. <laughs> the Phillies. I'm like the, the Phillies, Philadelphia yeah. Phillies. I'm like, wait, that sounded weird. But yeah, like clearly, <laughs> there's 
it's accessible for him to do that, for him to learn. Like, I don't know how you get to the NFL being a quarterback and not know how to slide to protect yourself well, and to a, make that play. Here's the thing. when he, There were some times when he was making, um, just his defense, when he was sliding forward, he was trying to get those extra yards because they were really on the comeback trail. They were really trying to come back. Right. So, that, but it was just a matter of how it looked. Yeah. Because there are some times it looked like he just really belly flopped, and it looked like it really wasn't under control. It's like it dude, wasn't gonna, under control. You're gonna get hurt. If you and keep that doing was that. like one out of the like four that he did. Right. Right. Well, Nick Foles is, or at least last year was a very successful quarterback. He had. 27 touchdowns and two interceptions in 2013, which is the best touchdown-interception ratio in NFL history. So you know that he has, he can do it. He's got the weapons. The question is now, what is this hesitation that, you know, he's just slow to start? It's maybe a lack of confidence, I think. How many receptions did did McCoy and uh, Darren Sproles have? Sproles had seven receptions, and uh, I'm not sure how many McCoy had. But, I mean, is he throwing downfield a whole lot? It doesn't seem like he's Yeah, he threw for 331 yards, whereas Andrew Luck threw for only 152 or something like that. 172. But is he throwing downfield because he still gets passing? Like, if he throws, like, an out route or, like, a a flat route to a running back— any of those after catch yards would still count towards his passing yards. Right. So, I mean, how is he throwing downfield? I, I don't really. I it mean, was I saw him like downfield. one bomb. He threw no. He threw a decent amount downfield, but not a like lot of incompletion. Exactly. exactly. That's there was what like I'm saying. one catch. So right. is he like dumping? If he's doing like small dump yeah. off passes, short yeah. passes, like you know the Joe Hole, Joe Montana thing, five ten yards and let the guys run. Well, then I think that's how he was getting exactly. A lot of his yards. That's what he was doing because he's got Darren Sproles and Lashawn McCoy. That. Yeah after the catch can gain so many more yards. Right. Right. So I think maybe rack yards are called yeah. run after catch guys right. if you didn't know that. Rack. You know what's, right. what I think is cool talking about statistics <laughs> that Andrew Luck had hundred and seventy two yards, not fifty two. Uh Sproles was the one that had hundred and fifty two. So he almost had as much as Andrew Luck. Well hundred and seventy eight total yards for Sproles, so he yeah. had more. Yeah. Oh I thought it said hundred and fifty two. Yes, that was his uh his passing yards, but if oh. you include his uh, rushing yards, which is 26. Oh, yeah, yeah, But I was total. saying, like, passing versus the quarterback passing yards. Right, like, right, he, right, right. He was, like, really close to the quarterback. I was like, that right. was pretty interesting. Well, like what we talked about earlier, that just goes to show you that the Eagles were passing the ball a lot more and the Colts were focusing more on their run game. The problem for the Colts was they still struggled with the pass completions. Right. You know, um, they just T. Y. Hilton was getting the the majority of mm-hmm. the receptions and dropping a lot. There were a lot of incompletions, a lot of just you know maybe missteps on Andrew Luck's part, maybe yeah. you know just good coverage on the Eagles' part. But he actually showed that he can run. I was actually impressed with how yeah. well he can run. Who Luck? Yeah, yeah. Luck was he can run. He, he can. I'm telling you, he's that hybrid. He's a good. He's got both worlds going on. He doesn't have wheels, but he can get away from you if you let right. him. You and know. he also played pretty well under pressure tonight. The the Eagles pass rush was intense. They were Oh yeah. They yeah. were blitzing him left and right. Mm-hmm. And he got he, creamed a few times. Right. He didn't really you know, he there was one play um that they showed on replay a couple times where he literally it was like he was getting contacted as he released the ball and it was a perfect throw. Maybe, right. You know, I don't know who caught it, but so he's he's doing well under the pressure, but I think that it's just 
he's still young and he's still just developing. I mean, any quarterback, no matter how seasoned they are, you're gonna you're only gonna be able to take so much pressure. Right. You know, if you get constantly blitzed and your in your line and your backfield is not able to pick up this blitz and it's I mean, look at what happened with Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. Yep. Right. So I mean this is a guy who's obviously a Hall of Famer and it's like, yo, I'm one guy. This is a team sport where's <laughs> where's the right. help? Right. You know, kind of thing. And you know, Andrew Luck is a young dude and he's really, really talented, but a quarterback is only gonna be able to take so much of that. I think he was able to get away a couple times because he's like, Okay, they're they're coming. You know, found a seam and he ran, or he was able to dump the ball off, or he just, or he just ran it. Yeah, you know, yeah. so he's. I think those guys are those guys are gonna have to step it up if they want to. Well, if they want to do anything this season, they're gonna have to protect that guy. Another interesting Andrew Luck fact that we were talking about earlier that this is the first time he's lost two games consecutively in his career. In, in his career, no, in his professional career in the yeah. NFL. In, his in the NFL, career, yes. correct. yeah. Which is, so, I mean, it's he's still new into the league, but I think that's pretty, you know, that shows that he can bounce back. Like, he gets beat, and he's not like the rookie that gets beat, and then he, you know, goes into a tailspin and can't get out of the funk. You know what well, I mean? Well, that is my next question, is how do you think this is going to affect him? Because it's never happened before where he lost two consecutive games, and to start the season off 0-2 and two. is difficult. I think it will be fine. You think yeah. it won't affect him at all? No, I, I think. think he's gonna. Who does? Who do they play next week? Do you know? I'm not sure. I think he's he's gonna come out and kill it. They should. They should. Theoretically speaking, have won this game. Um, Absolutely. But, but the thing, the intangible, was the fact that if they if if everything stayed the same, obviously they would have won this game. The Eagles came out the second half, and their intensity just escalated as the game went on right. and it got to the point where they're just kept themselves in that game and they got to the point where they're actually in this game and it created a nail biting situation so it was really they got lucky the, the, int- the eagles no well no, that's what chip I, I kelly say, i wouldn't say the eagles got lucky i would say that a couple of guys took the team and carried their team on their back at the end of the game, when it mattered, well, even in the, the Indianapolis didn't really they didn't really respond. Their their gameplay stayed the same, and you have to you know your intensity has to increase or you know to overcome or to match the team's intensity if they're doing the same thing, and they weren't doing that. But but what I'm saying, what I mean by they got lucky is that they were able to capitalize on plays. They got a fumble so that they got the ball on the 25 yard line. Yeah, were able that, that was the best field position they had started with all game. Yeah. you know what I mean. And they got a touchdown. Like if if certain things they had a huge interception from Andrew. You know what I mean. Like if certain things. Like that wouldn't have happened. Yes, they would not have won this football game. Right, yeah, well, you're right. I think the pivotal moment in that game was the they were in. It was that towards the end of the third quarter. It was third and eleven. Um, Nick Foles threw a pass to Zach Ertz, their tight end, for a mm-hmm. twenty-one yard mm-hmm. gain for the first down. That was downfield. Yeah, yes. that, that was, was the one like, I was, that was talking down, about. That's like one of the only passes I saw that he threw right. all game. That was actually right. a downfield pass, and that just changed the momentum of the game and it all was just in the Eagles favor they took advantage of that and they ran with it and one thing that Chip Kelly you know really imparts in his offense is a mental and physical endurance right so they the the Eagles offense will wear you out and then take advantage of it in the second quarter I mean I'm sorry in the second half Mm -hmm. when and you saw that the the Colts were kind of down they you know 
they're they lost the momentum and weren't ever to, able to kind of gain it back. Right. And I'm wondering, is that going to be the key that you know will make this Eagles team successful? Is if they continue with that just wear you down intensity? I mean, there's been a lot of teams that have done this whole come behind thing. They 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 have the stamina, and what they do is they'll see what your whole game plan is, make you comfortable in the first half, and they come back in the second half with adjustments and and whip you. And and it's it's happened. There's been a lot of teams that have done that. And is that their style of play? Is that what they're coming with this season? It kind of seems like it. Right. So I mean, we'll, we'll see how how long that lasts. But I just don't think unless they're able to improve on that, that they will be able to. You know, do that with a with a premier elite team in the league is not gonna. They're not gonna be able to come back. Right. Well. You know? Well, but that's what I was gonna say real quick about the stamina thing. It's like I understand that if the game was zero zero or three three or tied like in the beginning, and then their stamina, the other team just tires out, so then they take the lead. But I feel like it's not exactly that because I mean they were down at one point twenty to six. Right. You know, like they're like the comeback kids. It's like they almost have to ease into the game, then they wake up and go for it. You know what I mean? It's not just like a we got you, we're gonna hold you down, you're gonna hold us down. It's not like a stalemate and then they just like outlast the other team because they've the other team got ahead in the beginning. Right. right. Well the la- for the the last six of twelve games, Philadelphia's gone without a touchdown in the first half. So, obviously, this is a pattern for them. But I don't think that you can continue to play like this against tougher teams, against stronger defenses, and be able to come back every time. You You know, it's very taxing on these guys to have to come from behind every game. And it's inevitable that there's going to be some injuries, people get hurt. I mean, you know, it's just the nature of the game. And then, you know, when that happens, then you're really up shit creek, you know, because you're like, well, what's going to happen now? What do we do? Because we don't have these factors that are able to help propel us to get that win that come from behind type of scenario you're really it's really a gamble to do that it's it's going to become exhausting too again like you know and i know i talk about the jets a lot but mm-hmm. whatever but like we had a huge i think it was like nine games or something we had that we didn't get a touchdown in the first half like we had a terrible and it was like watching the game you're always like you just knew like it was they, they were tuckered out you know mm-hmm. what i mean it was just like she said tuckered but it was like the <laughs> mental energy everything it was like man you got to do it this time you got to do it this time you know like i feel like for teams to come out and get shut down and shut down and shut down it really becomes taxing, even if you do, you know, get these from behind wins. So, yes, that I agree with you. If it keeps going this way and they don't score in the first half, soon that stamina or whatever for the comeback is going to be not there anymore. Right. So do you think that the key to them fixing this problem rely, or lies on Nick Foles, or is it the play calling? Because if you saw every single time in the first half that the Eagles got in the into the red zone in scoring position, they got shut down every time. Right. Second half, it's got to be not the same. Both. I mean, at this level, it is a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. when you're a guy like Peyton Manning, for example, who has the leverage to go and just call his own plays, how he sees it at the line, you know. That's why he gets so much credit for his accomplishments and and the the productivity that he brings to the table. But quarterbacks have the ability to do that in general. 
You know, they're able to, okay, they'll take a play from the coach. But if you see something, you know, you're you're going to make that last call. You're going to, you know, you're going to flip the you're going to flip the play, you're going to audible the play to something else, you're going to do something that you know that you have to, you know, it's you always get the credit. You're the pitcher of baseball. You're going to get the credit for the win, you're going to take the the blame for the loss. Is this just the way it is? So just based on like what me and Steph has been saying, he I just feel like he's he is performing. But there's that eh the factor. ownership yeah, that is the eh, it's a lack of confidence. Make me feel confident right. in you being confident enough to lead this team. Well, well, yeah, and that's what what you're saying, Thaddeus, is that of course there's a mix of the play calling this, but it's it's not only are they going to do it, it's the quarterback's responsibility because they can see it better than anyone calling plays from the sidelines. If right. they see it's not going to work, they have to have that those guts to. To, to call that play off and to make stuff happen. And then the only way that they're going to earn that respect and credibility to be able to get to the Peyton Mannings who call their own games, stuff like that, is by doing that time after time and it working. And I feel like he's not doing that. I don't know. Maybe he does call some of his own plays. But I feel like, again, he's just, you know, and I think he's good. I mean, I don't want to come off the wrong way and think that he's not a good quarterback. I just think that if he was to take that ownership and be a little bit more confident, he'd be that much better, and they'd start scoring in the first quarter. Right. I mean, the first half. Right. Well, that's what I was saying, too. Another stat from 2013 is that uh, Nick Foles led the NFL in passing with 119.2 passer rating. And also... Third, that was the third best in NFL history. Right. So, yeah, so, like I said before, you know that he can do it. He's capable of it, but it's just this lack of confidence, it seems, that he he's kind of just slow to get into the groove because this yeah. is exactly what happened last week mm-hmm. or in week one against mm-hmm. the Jags. Is That was the whole question going into this game is, which Nick Foles are we going to see? The first half of the Jags game, Nick Foles, or the second half? And... It was just the exact same scenario. I mean, so j- just just from my own experience, you have you know different kinds of like offensive coordinators and quarterbacks, right? And you have some offensive coordinators and in in QBs that have like more of an attack mentality, and then you have some offensive coordinators that have the let me let's react, let's see what they're let's see what they throw at us kind of mentality mm-hmm. or or you know approach, and you know you get that from them, so. It just kind of depends. It seems like maybe the Eagles have this more of let's see what they throw at us, and then after you've seen the best they've got to give you, now you just kind of ah, 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 you block it. Okay, now we're going to hit them with this, we're going to hit them with that, we're going to hit them with this. Of course they give you game film, right? You watch game film all week, you prep for the game, but at the same time you still don't know what they're going to hit you with and when they're going to hit you with it and how they're going to hit you with it. All you can do is kind of assume, well, we know they like this, we know they like this, we know they like this. But then again, that's what the matchup is all about. They, we haven't seen them do that against us. Right. And know? how much are you really able to see? Because all you have is preseason and then they're lost to the Broncos in week one. Right. So obviously the Broncos are a very good team, a very strong defense. So I'm sure that, I mean, I know that you adjust your plays and your defense and everything based on who you're playing. So even though they watched the film against the Broncos, that doesn't mean that the Colts are coming out with the same or similar, you know, strategies against the Eagles. So right. you're right. Maybe that has a lot to do with maybe the Eagles. This is just the way that their offensive coordinator or that Chip Kelly, is he the offensive coordinator as well? Or do they have a separate one? 
I'm sure they have an offensive coordinator. Well, a lot of the times, well, I shouldn't say a lot of the times, sometimes. There's not a team in the league that doesn't have an offensive coordinator, I don't think. I'm pretty sure that the, the head coach doesn't do any. Is that only college that that happens, where the head coach will? Oh, make, I'm sure the head coach calls plays. Yeah, and I'm says, sure they go back. Yeah, but the, there yeah, is yeah. still an offensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sure the head coach, you know, can veto and has the yeah, right. He, he right, does. he's got the final say. He's like, no, we're going to do this. Yeah. Right. But, so then maybe yeah. like you, that's what maybe what you were saying is is the issue is that that's kind of their um, their approach. Their approach exactly mm-hmm. is that they kind of wait and see what's thrown at them and then adapt to it on the fly yeah because some teams do that some teams have that kind of thing where they just go out and they're like okay let's 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 run this let's run that and then like sometimes coaches are like let's let's just throw a bomb on the first play like just to shake them up you know remember the game is like very much psychological it's not all about just the plays and sometimes the things you do is can just like it's like jar a team. Mm-hmm. Like, right. for example, I've, I've been on the team where, you know, we come out the first play and it's like, let's just throw a bomb. And you just, you <laughs> See know. what you, they do. Yeah, <laughs> right. you just, and then the other team is like, really? They're just going to disrespect us like that? Like, the first play, you're just going to go for a Hail Mary? Like, just go for a bomb like that on us? Like, we, like we're nothing? Like, we're nobody? That actually seeps into the minds of the defense. Mm-hmm. They think, like, wow, we've just been disrespected. Like, they didn't come out with a conservative run. Or something like that. So there's different things and different strategies that, you know, offensive coordinators use and defensive coordinators also, you know. But, you know, just in this situation, I'm sure they sit back and they kind of play and react and just they want to have reactionary kind of thing. I think that's what their their thing is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like we were saying, I don't think their team is savvy enough they're not refined enough to beat an elite team that way they're yeah. not going to beat an elite team in that manner it's not going to happen they will not be able to come back maybe score some but not be able to close that gap and and you know pull out a w it's not it would happen yeah, yeah and that's kind of again going back to the to the lucky a little bit that it yeah it does it, it does but see the the, the Colts are not an elite team so well, the, it, I don't well, know. I don't, say, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't consider it lucky. Not so, lucky, but it worked tonight. Like, it did like work. we're saying, like we all keep saying that it's not going to continue to work. So you know, for lack of a better way of saying, since it did work tonight, it was kind of like lucky now that I it know worked. Who they tonight. play next week. That's why I want. So I was you, trying to look it okay, up. Okay, but, but so you say the Colts are not an elite team, even though they won the AFC South last year. Yeah, I, I don't know. And that the I Eagles agree won with that. the NFC East last uh, year. Uh, uh, We'll see. So you don't think that the, that the Colts? You don't think the Colts will, <laughs> will repeat this year? Uh, I mean, where did they end up last year? They won the AFC South. Well, what happened? Uh, the goal is to win the Super Bowl, not win the AFC I South. Know, no, I know. They weren't obviously in the AFC Championship, so I don't know which. Um, I don't know what don't, round I, of playoffs they lost. I'm not. I'm not. This year, I don't know. They are zero and two. Yeah. So I'm not really that last year was last year. This year, I'm not really the Colts. I'm not really feeling Andrew Luck is an elite player. Don't get me wrong. Right. Bradshaw's a dope running back. I'm just talking about the chemistry of the team. I'm just talking about as a team. I'm not sure this year they're an elite team. Oh, see, I think I think they are, and I think that they just haven't found their groove yet. Yeah, I mean, we'll I, I feel like from one year to the next, it, I don't know. Well, all, last yeah. year is all you have to judge on, but right. You know, I just I'm not. I'm just well, you know, instinct. you have to judge last year and the trades and the players and the new. You know what I mean? Right. All the new stuff that well, happens. And with that, I think that the Colts definitely like. You know, some teams are like 
hell no, they're not going to make it to the playoffs. You know what I mean? But I feel like they are one of the teams that have the ingredients to be elite and to make it. Whether or not it will come I mean, together and for, happen. For years, but. the Chargers were going to the playoffs every year. They were good for the playoffs every year. And they were never considered an elite team. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's kind of like, well, some teams are good for the playoffs. They're, you know, okay, this team will probably make it to the playoffs. But well, it's so early to tell because yeah. I mean, the, team the is Colts... someone who I feel who has a good shot to win to go to the AFC or NFC championship. Well, you, what, and what's the Super an Bowl. example? Who do you think is an elite team? The Forty Niners is an elite team. You really think the Forty ers are an elite team after they lost to the Bears last week well, on Sunday? I think they, they were. The, I think they, they were the controlling the game I think the entire the, game. I think they have the capability of doing it. What else is going on? I don't know. I have to study them a little more, but I feel that they have the capability. To be an elite team, I think they have an elite team. I don't know what they're not doing as far as execution is concerned, but like I said, I have to study a little bit more of the 49ers. I'm not a huge 49ers fan, but yeah. well, that's what I'm saying know. about the Colts. Like, I think they have an elite team. I think that Andrew Locke being the leader, I mean, look at the things he's doing, even with his hard call. He Call, he pulled them the hard off count. the hard count. Yeah. He pulled them off sides three times. Like he's just he's smart and he's good. And I feel like an elite team starts with an elite quarterback. And then he's That's got true. the I players around he's got the players around him. And well, the, not that I'm saying that San Francisco's not an elite team. I mean, I get it, they lost, but you know, they've they've also got a pretty good team. Um but I definitely I don't see the Colts having a bad season. Like I see them, no, you know, I, turning I, this off around. They're to a very, rough start. But Reggie Wayne was coming off of an injury, right? Um, Ahmad Bradshaw had an injury last year as well. We have T. Y. Hilton, the other receiver. You have you're missing Robert Mathis, who was their leader in sacks on the defense. But not even that. You have Andrew Luck who's having a bad couple games. Right. Have no, him connecting and making good passes. The other players will perform. They feed off his energy. That's what I'm saying is just there's a couple guys coming back that he has a good an you know above average core. He's an elite quarterback. It's just a matter of them gelling and and how that offense is going to develop. It's week 2. So, you know, they're coming from behind, which is going to be a struggle, but it's just he has the pieces. It's just whether or not they can. I feel like at least that it's right. just whether or not they can kind of gel and get get that groove going. We develop shall that. See. Yeah, right. Develop that run game a little bit more. Um, get their passing game a little bit more crisp and because right. that was the problem is he was struggling to connect with a lot of the receivers tonight. Eagles play Redskins next week. Right, so it's a an in division rivalry. Colts there. play Jaguars next yeah, week. Yeah, I was gonna say Jaguars. They're so gonna, that'll be a great matchup yeah, for the Colts because the Jags are terrible. They're not terrible, but it, it'll be it'll be. <laughs> they're not great, but they do. It is being played in Jacksonville, and they do have drum roll pools in their stadium. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Where were you at Hard Knocks when we were covering it? They, oh, they right. have the sweets. Did I miss that episode? I don't know, but wow, you can wow. get for like no, ten <laughs> grand. You can get a, a like a cabana that's a like you're watching the game in a pool. Like a like a, you're basically at in Vegas at the football game in the pool. Damn. Yeah, it's awesome. We that's need to dope. go. I mean, they got to do what they. Why do they not have the Super Bowl there one year? It's be hot. Like you know, what they could sell that box for at the Super Bowl probably like two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, but it all Hello, depends on. Hello, marketing people. Where are you at? 
you know, lots I of know, other factors. I get it, but I'm surprised <laughs> that they're not trying to make that happen there. Hey, maybe okay, they are. Okay, so do, what happens with the Redskins and Eagles next week? I think I, I think the Eagles RJ3's win that hurt. easily. RG3's hurt. Deshaun Jackson's hurt. Who knows if yeah. he's going to play? Okay. The Redskins are struggling in general right now. Yes, okay, Kirk Cousins led them to a great victory right. in this last game, mm-hmm. but he's... You know, I, I just don't know how much I really believe in Kirk Cousins as a as a leader quarterback. Right. Well, I so think, I, I, it'll be it'll be a good matchup, I think. But I still think the Eagles will win. Well, I think the thing too is Cousins because we saw him last season as well. Some, and I feel like when RG three gets hurt and he has to go right in, he's great. When he knows he's gonna play, he kind of gets in his head a little bit about it. Yeah. It was like he was on this, like he didn't think he was playing Sunday. You know what I mean? Right. And then all of a sudden, he's like in there and he can perform. But now he's got a whole week preparation and he's gonna be thinking about stuff. And I, I'll be interested to see if his performance is as good as it was on Sunday. I totally agree with you. So yeah. that that's part of part of my reasoning for why I don't fully believe in him. Yeah. Um, I want him to do well because I feel like. I've kind of, RG3 has kind of made everyone, in a way, not like him. Mm. I, all of this that's been happening, he just can't keep his mouth shut. You know what I mean? Right. So he's kind of, <laughs> it's like, it's kind of true. And, I, and he's freaking made of glass, man. Right. The fool is made of glass. Oh. <laughs> did yeah. you see his? Did you see his ankles snap? Yeah. I dude. mean, it was, it was really gut wrenching. It was hard to watch, yeah. but he is so injury prone. And I just a lot I, of it's because he's a crazy runner. You know what I mean? Like he's got no. He hasn't. I don't think he's learned. He's not settled yet. He's still a young guy, and you know, a lot yeah. of those, a lot of the ways he was running in college is just not gonna work in yeah. the NFL. It's, it's a- not, uh, not a recipe for longevity, especially when you got guys that are much bigger, stronger, and faster. The game yeah. is much faster than it is in college, and you're not that much. Fa- I mean, he's fast. Don't get me wrong. No, he, he's fast. He's blazing. He's got he's got wheels, but just the game is different. So mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to run the same way. Like, you know, Michael Vick. And that guy actually took his beatings along the way. You know, he's taking a lot of punishment also. So he's going to have to settle in a little bit. Well, he thinks he's indestructible. And he's the hard way finding out that that's not the case. Let me tell you, bruh. You better protect yourself because your endorsement deals come with you playing. If you hurt, you can't play, which means your endorsement deals are going to go out the window. So protect (laughs) that money. Sit in the pocket. Don't run as much. Because Tina Cap says you made a glass. Yeah, I think you're gonna end up. I think you're gonna end up as a great, great uh, analyst on maybe you know ESPN, Fox wow. Sports, one of those. Whoa, she but, went there. Uh, yeah. Holy shish kebab! I did. I went there. RG three. You just a head case, man. I'm sorry. Whoa. Okay, so does see. everyone agree that the Eagles are going to win, or does anyone here think that the Redskins will win? The Eagles will win that game. No, yeah. I go and you think the Colts 100% Should over the, the Jags? Jets. Yeah. So let's move into predictions for next week. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Week three? MNF. Week three, September 22nd. Three? This is the German three, right? I don't want to talk about this. Like, what was that movie? <laughs> Inglorious Bastards, uh, the that? German three. <laughs> three, okay. Anyways, Steph, please tell us who plays in Monday Night Football next week. Uh, next week, it will be the Chicago Bears playing at the New York Jets. Uh-oh. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets. 
S U C K. Suck, suck, suck. Oh, we're going to have to see how that goes down on October 5th when I you play know your what? Chargers. I have a lot of Bears friends, so I think I'm going to borrow a Bears shirt and wear it next week. All right, dude, I can Because you said it. you were going to wear your Jets shirt, will, right? Well, yeah, you weren't supposed to tell everybody. Oh, sorry. But oh, now, I spoiled yes. it. No, I it's fine. Um, <laughs> I uh, so obviously okay. You can go first in your prediction because we all know who you're gonna choose. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, a real fan will keep it real and say when they know their team is not going win that game. So <laughs> what I was gonna say is honestly, I thought that we were gonna get spanked this weekend by the Packers. And what I learned this weekend is that, number one, I haven't been putting enough faith in Geno Smith. I think he's actually a really good quarterback. Got it. He threw a, um, he threw an interception. It changed the game around at the end. We lost. We got a really shitty call with that timeout at the end when we were fourth and four, and we went for it, and we got Curly a touchdown in the end zone. Like, it was – he's making plays. He's young. He's smart. I actually – like, we almost beat the Bears – I mean, the Packers – I really do think, like, I am not that fan. Like, I am not a sole loser. I am not a sole winner. If I know I'm going to get crushed, I'll say I'm going to get crushed. I will still root for my team and pick my team. Yeah. But I will know that. And I honestly think we got a chance and that we are going to win Monday Night Football. I think I think we're going to do it. Well, I told Steph earlier that the Bears are a team that win the games that they're not supposed to, i.e. against the 49ers on nah. Sunday. And they lose the games that they're supposed to win. So, there is a chance. There is a chance for your Jets, but I am going with the Bears. I think that... That's okay. Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, Jay Cutler played really well on Sunday. I just I just think that... Hmm. I think it's going to be the Bears. Thaddeus, who are you choosing? You know what? If I had a quarter in my pocket right now, I could really flip a coin on this game. But, hmm. but, but... Just my instinct will, will tell me that I, I would. I'm gonna go with the Bears. I'm gonna have to go with the Bears in a nail biter. And something's telling me that the Jets might win this game. But it's a home game on but, Monday night. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm just the thinking. New Yorkers Monday, are gonna Monday be going football, nuts. The Jets are gonna be at home. I mean, we just it, came off I, a loss that we were pissed. Rex Ryan is fired up. Yeah, I don't know. You. That's those. See, those are the intangibles. That like logically make you think, you know, Jess might Jess might mess around and win this game. Right. There's intangibles in both teams. The the Bears are coming off of a unexpected victory. And so they're the gonna Jets, be a little cocky. So they're gonna be feeling themselves, right, thinking so that they're, they're better gonna, than they really are. Well, maybe not. Either that or they're gonna have a lot of confidence and go into the game with a lot of energy and fire and let's do it again, back to back wins. Or and the Jets are like, Okay, it's time for redemption. We should have, could have won that game and we Marty we got leg. stupid, dude. We got Messed penalties. Up. We got some Ferguson or who got thrown out of the Wilkinson got thrown out of the game. Like we, man, Rex is gonna go in there. He's gonna regulate. We're gonna be. He's gonna. He's a good at discipline. We're gonna win that game Monday. We're gonna win. Okay. We'll see. I, I guess. got. I gotta <laughs> make my thing. I gotta believe, we dude. I gotta believe. Shall? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Until next week, fellas and ladies. I'm Christina Kaplan. You can find me at Tina Cap. Um, Thaddeus Massey. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Club Thaddeus and GQJedi.com. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. Go Jets. Go Bears. Oops. I want to give a shout out to my UCLA Bruins for uh, whipping up on Texas this past weekend. 
Yes, thank you Woo-hoo. very much. Two and oh. Whatever, Jets. Oh, Week three, here we come. The Jets play twice on Monday Night Football, too. So I'm going to have to hear it from you guys again in a couple weeks. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We Bye, guys. See. Thanks. Have a great night. Holla. Till next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Yeah, buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 